Welcome to Victorious Parenting. I'm your host, Arabella Hill. Now's the time to transform your home life and make parenting a breeze by learning and applying new strategies. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful parents. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about failure. It's an important topic. I speak about this a little bit in my book, The Ultimate Guide to Promoting Positive Self-Esteem in Children. And something that affects us all and affects our parenting and can affect our children for life. So tonight, I had KFC for dinner. Who loves KFC? I know I do. And as I was having dinner, I was reminded of the man who created KFC and I was reminded of his life story that I had researched. You see, I'm the kind of mom that whenever we're kind of doing something normal, I will find a lesson in it somehow. So even when we're eating KFC, I was telling my son about the guy who created KFC and I turned it into a lesson and I wanted to share it with you guys today because I feel like it's very important to talk about failure. So we all love the seven secret herbs and spices and everything, but how did it really come to being in the world? Was it just from some guy who was really talented at cooking and amazing at business? Well, yes and no. You see, this man, Colonial Sanders, he started his life as a complete and utter failure. He failed at school, failed at the army, He failed at marriage really early on. In fact, he was such a failure. His wife, I think he was about 23 or 24, left him, took his daughter across state lines and left him because he was such a failure. And she was sick and tired of being broke and always like being on the verge of homelessness and things like that. And so then he... During his 20s, he tried to get his daughter back, and I think he was arrested for trying to kidnap his daughter. He had many different jobs and different careers. He failed literally at all of them, got fired. So pretty much everything he ever did in life, he failed at from a very, very young age. At that point, no one would have looked at him as a future billionaire, as a future entrepreneur, as a future successful man. Everyone saw him as a complete and utter loser. He was a failure on every standard that we have, financially, relationally, um, career-wise, personally. Everything he did, the man failed at. So during those failures and during that period of time, he focused his effort. We, we all, to, in order to relieve our pain, we all go towards something that is comforting to us. So and that's how alcohol, alcoholism and drugs start for some people because they're in some kind of emotional pain. They turn to a substance that seems to relieve their pain. They get this dopamine hit, the serotonin flows in their brain, and they become addicted to it because it numbs and they don't have to feel what they're feeling. So for this guy, he turned to cooking and that was his comfort. And he became over the years really, really good at cooking a particular style of chicken, the Southern style of chicken. In fact, Everyone around him that he had cooked for had always praised his cooking. He realized he knew that it was the only thing in the world that he was actually good at. 
He was in mediocre jobs, barely scraping by, but he was good at cooking chicken, finger licking chicken. That's the one he was good at. He didn't think much of it. He went through his entire life. He reached his 60s and got his retirement check. I think it may have been like from the army. Um, and it was under $100 from memory. I think he only received like $87. At that point, he again, he was always on, on the brink of like homelessness or bankruptcy. He barely had money to rub together. And that $87, that wasn't going to pay the bills that were due. It wasn't going to get him anywhere. He knew that he couldn't retire on it. He couldn't live on it. And so at that point, and no one really understands fully his mindset at the time, but he looked at that check and instead of putting it toward bills, which he knew that it wouldn't fully cover at that time anyway, and if it did, it wouldn't last very long. He decided to take a huge chunk of that check and invest it in some chicken and the spices. And he thought to himself, well, maybe I can kind of double my money. I know people like my chicken. Maybe there are other people outside of my friends and family who like my chicken as well. And so he decided to buy all the ingredients and his idea was to make up his chicken and to sell it to people in order to make money to pay his rent and bills and the things he need so he can retire so he can get on. And it did. It it was a big hit. In fact, it was such a big hit. He was able to buy more chicken and more spices and people were like, wow, what is this recipe? Because if you know anything about the South, if you're American and I'm not American, I'm Australian, but I know about the South, Southern people in America, they love their chicken. They love their Southern fried chicken and everyone's mom and aunt has their own little recipe. He had his own recipe that really, really grabbed people that people hadn't had before. And he wouldn't tell people what the secret herbs and spices were. He just sold his chicken to people. Well, cut a long story short, within, I think it was about 10 years from memory, it may have been just a little bit longer, the man went from broke to billionaire. And now, 2020, I'm eating KFC right here in Australia from a man all the way back then who was in America, who was broke and thinking maybe there will be other people out there who would like my chicken. So what has this got to do with failure? Well, let's just go on to the next story about James Dyson first. James Dyson is the inventor of the Dyson vacuum cleaner. In fact, I have a Dyson vacuum cleaner right here and he is a British man, still alive today. And his dream was to invent the world's most powerful bagless vacuum cleaner that was ever invented. He wanted to invent this. This was like in his heart. Um, and as far as I know, he had a day job in a university or in a high school. I think it was a university as a professor in um, science or engineering. So he was no stranger to science or engineering. And he did this in his garage every single day, every hour that he had, he put in and every like penny he had spare, he put into developing his invention, but it didn't really go too well. In fact, James Dyson failed over 5,000 times. Imagine 5,000 prototypes and you have this dream and you're constantly striving and grinding at it. 
and 5,000 times, how many of you would have gotten to like two, three, four times and maybe given up? I think there are a lot of people out there that would have been like, you know what? I just don't think that this is possible. I don't think that this is for me. Perhaps I'm not the one to bring this into the world. Perhaps you know, I don't have what it takes. You know, I can't imagine what would be having gone through his mind at the time, but he would have had a lot of self-doubt during the time because he's a human being and we all feel that at times. But there was something, his passion and purpose that was driving him through all those failures. In fact, his original idea for the Dyson vacuum cleaner had to be completely turned on its head and he realized the reason why it was failing is because he needed to change the design of the engine. So then he started looking towards jet propulsion engines and then it brought him to Formula One racing cars. And so in fact, the uh, Dyson vacuum cleaners we have today are modeled on a part of the engine in Formula One racing cars. And that's where he got it from. He actually miniaturized um, this like, engine, I can't remember what it is because I'm not an engineer, and he put it in a vacuum cleaner. And after a whopping, I think, 5,200 times, he finally uh, invented the world's most powerful bagless vacuum cleaner. And so let's talk about failure and how I use those stories in order to teach my child about failure. In our society right now, and it, it's been prevalent since I know I was born, um, we have this thread in our society. It's like an underlying tone that we are afraid of failing. We, we're so scared of failing. We wanna be the best. We wanna be the best at our game. We wanna beat the competition. We're encouraged to be competitive. And by being competitive, that means we must win. We must be number one. We must not fail. And we actually put that on our kids in their school. Like you have to to pass this test. If you don't pass, especially in the last years of school, and my son this year has finished his last year of high school, a lot of kids go through a lot of depression because they have pressure on them that if they don't pass, it's somehow going to screw up their future. If they don't, if they flunk out of their final exams at school, if they don't pass this test, if they don't get an A, you know, in, if they got a C, it's not good enough. They have to get an A because we put this pressure on them that if you don't achieve these certain things, then you failed. And we are afraid of our children failing. And we are afraid ourselves of failing. No one wants to be labeled a failed parent or a failed this. Like the co colonial Sanders, he, he had failed marriages. He had failed work. He had, no one wants to be a failure. No one wants to be a failure in the eyes of society. So we had this underlying fear, this inherent fear that if we fail, it must mean something about us, that we ourselves are failures. If we fail at something that's important and we don't get something right, like if we're trying to make changes in our lives and we're trying to make changes in our parenting, and we revert back to our old behaviors for a moment, we can end up beating ourselves up so much that we've failed. 
Well, I'll tell you what that fear of failure does psychologically. It actually puts a psychological and mental block in your mind. Think of a big wall between you and what you want to achieve. That's what fear of failure does. The fear of failure literally puts pressure and a mental block. It gives you anxiety. And while some anxiety can be good, some fear can be good, such as if we're standing on the edge of a cliff, we're going to have some anxiety and some fear because our body's mechanisms are saying you're on the edge of a cliff, step back. That's for our survival. However, this other kind of anxiety, this other kind of fear that comes from fearing that we're going to be failures, that our kids are going to be failures, that people are going to look at us like we're just no good, that we're failing at this, that our peers and our family will think bad of us. We think bad of ourselves. It literally puts you in a state of what I call just frozen fear, where you're not moving forward, you're not moving back, you're just frozen. And for a lot of people, this fear of failure can bring a lot of mental disorders like depression that can lead to like severe things like suicide and other things like that. It can lead to those things in some people. It doesn't for everybody. So we, because we're human beings and I'm, I'm not the kind of person, um, or parenting educator that I, I'm not the kind of parenting educator that says you have to ignore your feelings or if you feel fear, you need to just quickly just think of some positive things. I don't believe ignoring things and trying to push your feelings down or trying to ignore them, trying to label them as bad works. It doesn't. It actually gives you something called cognitive dissonance where you have two competing beliefs. It causes confusion and it can make the problem worse. I believe that whatever you're feeling, you need to embrace it and accept it, whether it's a negative or a positive feeling, because feelings and emotions are just neutral, just like I said in my anger video. And they're there as indicators to show us something, that there's something in our lives that we need to adjust or change or take a look at, analyze and recognize and do something about. So instead of fearing failure, we should see failure as something very different. Failure is not the end. I tell you what true failure is. True failure is never trying in the first place, being so scared that you're not going to be good enough or do anything that you actually end up in that frozen state of fear. It puts a psychological and mental block in your mind. And it is literally like you're having to overcome yourself. Working through that kind of fear is very difficult. You see, for Colonial Sanders, he knew he was a failure. At the end of his life, 63, he, he really had tried everything. He had nothing else to lose. You know, he could have just put his feet up and said, oh, well, I'm at retirement age now. I guess I'm not going to try. But there was something in him. He knew there's something in him that he could still give to the world that he could still be good at, that he could still turn this situation around even at that old age. And because of him and his actions, tonight I had a wonderful meal and I would have never known the beauty of what KFC is if it hadn't been for that changing moment in that man's life and for that man to have worked through all the failure that he had for all of those years and to stand back up 
once again and try once again. I wouldn't have really beautifully clean carpets if it hadn't been for James Dyson having failed over and over and over again. Instead of getting into the frozen state of fear, he worked through the failure. Instead, he achieved his dreams and now everybody worldwide can enjoy his invention. So there's a frozen kind of fear, but there's another different kind of thing that you can do when you feel fa fear of failure, when you're afraid that you may not pass the test, that you may be a failure at this or that. And this is something that we can teach our kids. We need to flip the script. Instead of ignoring that we feel fear, we need to accept that we are feeling fear about this thing. We are feeling a lot of fear. We're feeling anxiety. We need to label that. We need to give it words. We need to give our emotion a voice. We need to speak it out because what happens when we keep it all in our heads, it seems so much worse. How many times have you said something out loud and it seems so great in your brain and you said it out loud and you think, gee, I sound like a bit of an idiot because it sounded so different when I spoke it out loud. When you speak something out loud, you get it out of your head. You put it out there into the air and that's when you can start looking at the situation differently. Rather than bottling it up and pushing it down, we need to speak these things out and accept the way we're feeling in the moment and allow our children to feel what they're feeling in the moment. But instead of going into a frozen state of fear, we turn fear around and let it wind us up. One of my very favorite movies is Divergent. And I don't know if you've seen it, but in the movie, uh, Tobias says to um, his girlfriend that, you know, I've never seen someone like you because for most people, fear will shut you down, but not for you. When you feel fear, it winds you up. And I love that line and it is a psychologically scientifically sound line because that is an actual true and real phenomena and that is something that I practice in my life and from every person that I have researched that has failed every successful person you will ever meet has failed at some point but they all have this one trait in common and that is instead of allowing themselves to get in a frozen state of fear they let fear wind them up they let fear become a motivator. They allow the emotion to be produced, to be out of them. They say, I'm afraid of this. However, I'm going to prepare and I'm going to work hard. That unblocks um, their mind and they can work through that emotion. They can work through that fear and they become successes in life. And so this is what I teach my son whenever we're having KFC or anytime I get the Dyson vacuum cleaner out, I remind him how much these two men failed in life, but you don't need to be afraid of failing because being afraid of failing will mean that you never really try or that you will create a mental block in your mind whereby you're not at your best. Imagine being afraid of failing a test so much 
much, what happens? Loss of appetite, loss of sleep. Then it's the test day. You're sitting there at school and you got to take the test. You're, you're not eating as well. Your body is not nourished as well as it should be. It's not hydrated as well as it should be. It's not fed. It's not rested the way that it should be. You have this extra weight and pressure and an anxiety that you feel that you're going to fail. And guess what usually happens? You don't perform at your best and or you do fail to some extent. You will manifest the thing that you are afraid of because our bodies are designed to protect ourselves. Our bodies are designed to steer us away from fear, from anxiety, from pain. Fear of failure is pain and your brain and your children's brain will protect their bodies and themselves from that pain by any means necessary. And it may manifest itself as not wanting to go to school, not wanting to even try in the first place. It can manifest itself as being depression, um, lack of self-esteem, lack of self-confidence can manifest itself in all these different ways. So how do we teach our children to work through failure? Well, I like this um, quote and that I tell my son often that fear is not the end. Fear is a stepping stone to your purpose. You see, with the KFC guy, he tried all these different careers, but the thing that comforted him was cooking. Now, I would argue that if he didn't fail, he would have never discovered his purpose. Yes, his purpose came really, really late in life. Yeah, he looked like a loser for all of those years to everyone around him. But because he failed, he succeeded. Because he failed and worked through those failures, he found his purpose. Same with James Dyson. Because he failed, he ended up succeeding. Failure was a stepping stone to his success because if he had have achieved what he wanted to achieve um, with the engine in the vacuum cleaner he originally designed, well, a few years later, another company came out after James Dyson succeeded and they came out with a very similar patent and a very similar design. He would never have become the number one in the world for a powerful bagless vacuum cleaner. He would have just been mediocre. You see, his failure at the beginning was a stepping stone to his success. We have something in our society and that's called impatience because if we want something, we can buy it now. You know, you buy my book, you can have the instant download. You can, you know, get credit and you can have this instantly. You know, tonight I literally just swiped up on my phone. I ordered KFC. I drove down to the KFC and boom, it was just there. I didn't have to cook it. I didn't have to slave for it. Nothing like that. I just had what I needed instantly. You know, I needed some something at the shop today. It was in the shop. I didn't have to make that thing. We can have whatever we want in our society instantly. And we have instant communication. I don't know if you guys remember what it was like to have dial-up internet. That taught patience, if anything, because sometimes you have to connect and reconnect. And sometimes it would take 5, 10, 15 minutes to actually connect to the internet. And then it was pretty woeful once you did have the internet. 
And now look at us now. I turn on my computer and the internet's just there. Wi-Fi connected through the ethernet cable. I have super fast internet. It's just there 24 hours all the time. I can be impatient usually when I'm trying to load my browser and it takes a couple of seconds longer. And in those moments, I remind myself what it was like to have dial-up internet. And that teaches myself to be a little bit more patient. So how do we work through failure? We learn to flip the switch. Failure is a stepping stone to purpose. Failure is not the end. We need to let our emotions breathe out into the world. We shouldn't be afraid of having particular emotions. We need to give voices and a voice and an air to our emotions because usually when they're spoken out from out within our heads, they don't sound as scary or as bad as what they did when they're trapped within our skulls. And the second thing is that failure is only failure when you don't try and how to overcome the fear fear of failure and how to work through it and find your purpose is that you need to develop patience 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 look for the lesson in everything and there is a lesson in everything when you fail at something you can learn from it why did I fail at this it's not because of you it's not because you're just a really idiot person or you're not smart or something is wrong with you it's because there's something that needs changing for James Dyson he needed to change the engine design for the KC guy failure was a redirect and he was redirected and redirected and redirected throughout his whole life and he found his purpose sometimes failure is life's way of redirecting you to something better and bigger and sometimes is a challenge to address what failed what went wrong analyze it change it and keep at it and don't give up and make it work that's how you work through failure and that's how we can teach our kids not to be afraid of failure because they're going to fail in this life. It is a given. They're going to fail at something and if we are afraid of that thing, we are going to manifest that in our lives and that will manifest more of the same and we can end up in a lifetime of fear in an endless cycle of just fearing failure and constantly failing and what does that do to us psychologically? It can cause mass mental disorders, depression, all kinds of things. So instead of fearing failure, we need to embrace that failure is a given in this life, but we should never ever stop trying and we need to learn patience and we need to work through that failure and we need to give that fear a voice because once you speak it out it's not trapped in the darkness it's put out into the light and wonderful things happen in the light if you would like access to more parenting resources and a big supportive community i'd like to invite you to our facebook group victorious parenting i give regular content every single day and we have a unit section where you can find all the best content there are some short form and long form content in there like the gray rock method and how to deal with sibling rivalry and as well you'll get to be a part of a great big community of parents who are becoming victorious just like you we'd love to have you join us in victorious parenting discover the seven biggest mistakes parents make 
that can lower their child's self-esteem forever. Promoting Self-Esteem.com